What's up, everybody? What's happening? What's going on? Welcome to New Perceptions Podcast with me, your host, Ben Brown. Um, this is episode 15, and I'm really, really excited to bring this um, this podcast to you guys. I sat down in California a couple of weeks ago um, with the founders of an organization called Sacred Sons, and Aubert, Jason, and Adam are the three guys that I sat with. And um, Sacred Sons is a community um, all about masculine alchemy and embodiment. It's an organization who work with men from around the world to heal, transform, and awaken their primal power in men's circles, workshops, and um, online training and training courses. And, um, and you guys know New Perceptions Podcast was born out of my personal desire to share my paradigm shifts and share other people's paradigm shifts, transformative, mind-changing life stories, life-changing experiences from real-life events. And um, my time with Sacred Sons was all of this and much more. I, um, When I was in California recently, I attended both the Alpha and Omega Convergence weekends that Sacred Sons were running. And I also managed to squeeze into their five-day facilitator training course in between the two Convergence weekends. I just had to get these incredible souls on this podcast to share more about what they do and about their own personal journeys as um, to get to a space of stepping into service and specifically men's work or as they like to say masculine alchemy um, I was also a guest on the Sacred Sons podcast which is their episode 5 if you just search for Sacred Sons S-O-N-S um, on your podcasting platform you'll find me go and listen to it give it a good listen and like it's a way that I've shared my story in a way like I have never done before so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to that and, and understand more um, about me too and um, also check out my vlog from the whole experience I put it on my YouTube channel where you can find you can find it on youtube.com forward slash Ben Brown and yeah we in this podcast we we dive in and drop in together real deep and talk about how they started Sacred Sons, um, what is men's work, what is masculine alchemy, what the mission is that they're on. Um, we talked about Kambo, which is a, the frog poison ceremony that I did as part of the uh, um, ordeal, uh, the discomfort that I that I uh, opted into on these um, on one of these weekends. We talked about ceremony purging of course with the combo uh, growth edges we talked about discomfort sweat lodge um, and just so you know there is um, some profanity there's some uh, spirited language that's being used and um, during this so just as a forewarning and uh, we also talk um, around bringing clarity um, bringing clarity to purpose, my purpose specifically, and um, my next chapter, talking about shifting my gifts um, to uh, align with the force of good and love. Um, yeah, loving and honoring, honoring this journey so far, and, and recording this with these men really feels like I'm, I'm honoring the, the work that they're doing and the work that I put in with them. 
Um, so yeah, enjoy. Um, let me know what you think. Do send me uh, a, a direct message on Instagram if you feel like it, or um, if you want to discuss it, maybe talk talk to someone that's also listened to the podcast. Maybe listen to this podcast with someone that you know and like have a, a discussion around it, or tag me in an Instagram story and let me know what you're thinking. My new Instagram handle is Ben Jam B E N J A M. Um, just so you know but yeah enjoy the podcast guys all right we're rolling welcome to new perceptions podcast adam jackson what up aubert bastier yo and jason mack the three founders of Sacred Sons. Yes. Also known as the three-headed dragon of Sacred Sons. Also known as the triad. Hells yeah. Uh, <laughs> also nice. known as the co-fathers. The co-fathers. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, welcome to my podcast. Um, first things first, I we just did another podcast that is your podcast, the Sacred Sons podcast, where I was the guest. Um, we dropped in for like an hour and a bit. And yeah, we shared, I shared a lot about my experiences um, in the desert with the two convergence weekends and the facilitator training that I attended. Um, So if you want to go and check that out, it is linked in the description. I highly recommend it. Um, But this podcast, I want to ask you guys about Sacred Sons and really just um, get a bit of an understanding about how this came about and... uh, each it, obviously each of you as individuals have been on your own journey that have that brought you to come together like this to collaborate um and make something that's much bigger than just yourselves as individuals so but i think it's important to honor each individual's journey in getting to that place because um i was thinking about this a bit earlier before is like if you feel like you're on purpose and you're living in your purpose there are many purposes that got you to this purpose right here and they were all valid and need to be honored too. So, Mm -hmm. um, Jace, Jason, how did this happen? How did it happen? (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually let's, let's, let's just establish, like, I'd love to hear it from you guys. Like, sorry. So sacred sons for me, uh, is, is a space, is a movement, is an experience uh, for men to reclaim the sacred within themselves and reconnect with with the sacred and deepen that relationship, um, which opens the door to everything. So Sacred Sons, from my heart, is uh, we are here on this planet in this time to do this work and hold space for men to reclaim the sacred within themselves so that we can see it in all life and honor it and celebrate it. Brilliant. Yeah, for me, Sacred Sons is an opportunity. And it's an opportunity for the lone wolves out there to rejoin the pack. It's an opportunity for us as men to reclaim our power, uh, to reclaim our purpose within our lives. Uh, It's an opportunity to come together. And, you know, a lot of the magic in what we do is just about coming together. Mm. It's just about being together. It's about seeing each other, about witnessing, being witnessed. And no matter what the offering is, it could be an online course, it could be an in-person convergence like you just attended. Ultimately, it's about men coming together to support each other and, and come home. 
come home together, return, return to the pack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're also this, um, or another way to say this is that um, where this lighthouse for, for lone wolves or men who have been out at sea by themselves, however many times they've shipwrecked, whatever troubles they've run into along the way, where this lighthouse of remembrance of all those things that Albert and, and Adam just spoke to. And we, we, the three of us and all the other men that, that hang out with us and come and circle up with us, we're the stewards of that lighthouse. We're not, we're, we're also the light, right? Cause we're all the light. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like we're, you know, we're just stewarding that, that communication of that, that eternal light and that, that masculine frequency that comes through that lighthouse. Mm. So it's, I guess the umbrella term is men's work. <laughs> men's work kept sacred sacred men's work mm. done our way you know there's a there are uh many people doing men's work in different forms and it it might look different it might be similar to what we're doing but us coming together uh in a large way the medium is the message this is not a movement led by one man or one man's philosophy or dogma um this is about collaboration this is about co-creation Mm. I think that's a big element of what we bring. This is why there's three of us sitting here talking to you about Sacred Sons. Mm-hmm. Like, because we're committed. Mm-hmm. We're committed to doing this work together. That's just like, this is, this is it. If you need to understand, like, what this mission is about, just, just, just think about that fact. You know, that this is, this is not um, something that one person conjured up. It's something that we collectively agreed to steward together. Brilliant. Um, Awesome. Thank you. And when it comes to, um, I suppose this podcast is called new perceptions. So it's all Mm. about like paradigm shifts and Ah, trying to educate in a way that makes you go, Oh shit. Like I didn't know that. Or like that's completely changed my actual reality that I live in. Mm. So I think probably a bunch of people that are listening right now might not even know exactly what men's work is. And so, and it might sound, and certainly for me, when I first heard men's work, I was like, we're well, not doing construction. That's what you thought. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <It's so> good. <laughs> yes. yeah we're actually de- deconstruction. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of them old paradigms. Yes. <laughs> Put your hard hat on, bros. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna run with that one. Um, so yeah, men. I guess. Um, I guess I. I could speak on this. Like men's work is, um, in my experience so far, something that I, has come to me into my life as a necessity, um, for my own personal growth as an individual, as a human, and um, wanting to continue my evolutionary journey uh, through this human experience is what I came here for. And men's work is, I'm a man, so this kind of fits. And uh, would you would you say that it's similar to women's work? Mm. Or is it completely different? Of it? Is, it, is it the same as women's retreats, and, but just for men? Or, um, I, I, I think know? there's some similar pieces just yeah. for the fact that we're human beings. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, occupying, you know, masculine bodies this time around, you know? So there's yeah. some work that I think translates to both sides because it's human work, ultimately, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, 
geared towards men, our unique experience in masculine bodies, in mm. acculturating to becoming a man, we face very different set of circumstances than women. You totally. Know? So yeah. there has to be different work for us. So the term like men's work is kind of... Uh, um... we, we more use the term masculine alchemy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so this, mm-hmm. is, this is shifting it uh, from men to like an energetic masculine energy. Cool. Right? I prefer masculine alchemy to men's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And this is, this is what sets Sacred Sons apart from uh, other people who are doing men's work. And it's not, it's not to say that we're doing it better or, or worse or different. It's just what it is. Well, it's pretty different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and men's work really stems out of like that first wave movement um, of, of men's work um, with mythopoetic movement in the 70s and 80s um, with Robert Bly and Michael Mead. Mankind Project, um, and they really started to steward that term, and we are we're grateful to to have that um, reference point. And it's like with social media, men's work, and me too, of course. Like men's work, the term men's work has really come online since mm-hmm. then, and mm-hmm. more recently. Mm-hmm. And like what I think of it is, is like men's work is like what is required if somebody is in a masculine body and identifies as a man. It's what is required of them to do for themselves so that they're not fucking shit up. Yeah. Right. We call it inner work too, but it's like whatever it needs to look like for that man, like that's his work, men's work. Um, Mm. And then where we come in, like with the masculine alchemy is like, you know, it's a little more alchemical and we get to play around a little more and we get a little more creative and like, and, and, and shift it from a way where it's like, uh, it's less about, doing the work and saying, Ooh, what is re- being revealed in this work? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, I would say also on a personal note, I've sat in a lot of ceremony. I've sat with men, women, co-ed, um, men's sweat lodges, co-ed sweat lodges. You know, I've, I've, I've kind of done the gambit and there's something about being held, supported and witnessed by other men that allows me to access or tap into some depth of myself that I haven't been able to reach otherwise. And that's why I'm doing this. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think it worked or if it didn't hit something at my core that was like, you need this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And Mm. so like, um, that's, that's just where I, I feel like it's important for men to do this work or to do this emotional processing together because it allows us to access uh, a part of ourselves that is primal. You know, it's, it's, it's accessing a part where we used to go out and hunt. We used to sit around fires mm. for days, mm. you know, while, while we're out, while we're away from the women and children, mm. you know? So we're really tapping into that energy, into that essence of what it means to be a man, of what it means to carry the masculine energy. And, and I just, in my experience, I've not been able to tap into that in other realms. Does that mm. make sense? It totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, and Adam, when when did men men's work or this masculine alchemy come online for you personally? Like, how did that come about? Like, how did you find yourself doing this? Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I've um, in my path, I I kind of came in through uh, the Red Road. You know, I came in through Lakota Sweat Lodge and EP ceremony. Right. That was my first introduction to like sitting in a ceremony. Okay. Um, and this would have been maybe ten years ago. Yeah. And and th- through that, I've sat in uh, specifically men's sweat lodges. Um, along that path, you know, I've, uh, 
I've experimented or experienced with psychedelics. I've sat in ayahuasca ceremony. I've become a guardian or a steward in an ayahuasca ceremony uh, that I attend. Mm -hmm. And um, through that work of, you know, all of that work is kind of similar. It's more, it's like shedding the layers. It's, it's getting to the core of who I am. And, um, you, you know how, you know why men's work found me? Cause I was, I was avoiding it. I was like, you know, I was like, okay, like I'm doing all this, I'm doing this deep stuff, you know, like with, with lodge and with other modalities. I don't really need to go sit around in the circle with men and talk and share my feelings. <laughs> That's, that was my like avoidance. And, and, you know, through the work I've realized if, if there's something that I'm resistant to, Oh, that's something I need to lean into. Yeah. That's something that is actually calling to me. Yeah. You know, when, when, uh, as human beings, when we feel the resistance to something in some cases, it could be that you need to lean further into it. So, um, you know, I've, when did, when did I first sit in a men's circle? Let's see. Tribe Family Gathering with Jason and Brothers United with Edward, both sacred sons now. Um, previously, I threw a family gathering called Tribe Family Gathering. It's out in the desert. It's kind of similar to what a convergence is, but mm-hmm. imagine women and babies and mm-hmm. families, right? And yeah. it's just a weekend of workshops and experiences. And when I was throwing that, I invited both Jason and Albert to come hold space. And specifically, I asked Jason to come hold the men's circle because... He was deep in men's work at that time. Awesome. Thank you. And Jace, how uh, did you find yourself here? Yeah. Um, for me, it started... Um, uh, I came through, like, through yoga. Mm. Um, that was my initial path to um, healing and self-realization. Um, also about 10 years ago. Um, and... Um, you know, like, like in many yoga communities and settings, you know, wherever it's like predominantly women. Right. And so at some point I hit this, I hit this threshold of like, all right, like where's, and I had like men friends and and bros and and whatnot. And, but there wasn't this, like, there wasn't this gel there that I, that, that I had had as, you know, growing up, you know, even though it got fractured growing up, like, you know, there was that, that, uh, that imprint of that gel of brotherhood, that that circle connection where there is this um, collective experience going on, you know, and it's and it's less about like, oh, I did this, and oh, you do this, and um, <laughs> you know, the comparative aspects of 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 brothers. So I I knew at some point that I was like, all right, I'm gonna need to like I need to like shift things up. I need to find uh, some men in my life. Um, and I had sat in a men's circle in like 2013, which eventually led to me, um, going on a mankind project weekend, um, and ultimately becoming involved in mankind project weekend for, or mankind project, um, for a few years, staffing, doing leadership training, um, co-designing, co-organizing, um, some weekends for them. Uh, specifically for for men that are younger, like eighteen to thirty five year olds, um, and and all the while, like doing all that men's work, I was alongside of that in my free time. I was um, I was doing plant cer- plant medicine ceremonies. So like balanced, I balanced was balancing this men's work with like this feminine work of of the plants and and, and earth energy. And um, <laughs> I got to this point where I was like. I had to, um, 
you know, like the, the feminine was, was speaking so loudly from doing all that, that plant medicine that it was like, Hey, like you can't ignore these pieces about the men's work that you're doing that is not incorporating this feminine Mm. pieces. Um, and so at that point I just kind of like backed off and just like kind of, I didn't stop doing work, but like I was so involved in doing men's work that like it took me like six to eight months to like, um, fade out of like all the, uh, things I was accountable to and all the different circles and, and, um, um, councils I was on. And, and then I got to this point where I was like, all right. And this was like a new, new challenge for me in life was to like, all right, like I need to sit back and like, wait and see who is going to arrive because I can't do this alone. And, and I can't force it. I can't go out and look for them. I need to wait and see who it's going to be. The waiting game. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's like a between transition period that is usually like pretty standard for like waiting for that next chapter to start. I definitely have been feeling that recently sometimes where I'm just having to be patient mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm being taught patience mm-hmm. whilst I just want to move into my next epic chapter and like be done with the old stuff, but still having to honor that the previous chapter and some of them more they're taking more time than others but yeah i feel that um yeah it's a beautiful place and and like during that process that transition process like albert and i had specifically chatted a couple times about doing something together but it like never it never lined up <laughs> until <laughs> until it did line up until until it was time yeah. it aligned perfectly yeah yeah it did align <laughs> uh and in grand fashion, yeah, I guess my entry into men's work uh, was just through my healing journey. Um, had a, a hard, hard fail in life, I guess you could call it, um, just with addiction and really going down into my shadows and um, really struggling with familial trauma. Um, you know, at the time I was an atheist. And so I had this like really bleak atheistic worldview along with all this trauma, you know, I was dealing drugs and using drugs and caught in cycles of addiction. Um, there's like still a comment from me when I was like 15 years old, I was on, um, online, like basically begging this Iboga forum to connect me with, um, Iboga, someone that could, you know, connect me with Iboga. Cause I, I felt so stuck in addiction and maybe that was like 18 or 17, um, but still in the teens and it was, it was a struggle, you know? And so, um, for me, I guess the birth of that, the, the genesis of it for me was really my awakening to the sacred that there is, there is something greater. Um, I don't know what it is or, um, you know, how to put that in a box, but I guess I would describe it as unconditional love after having experienced it directly, um, mm-hmm. just unconditional, um, life-saving love. You know, and that when I was really at the end of my rope, uh, literally, um, that's really what came through. Um, I was I was shifted into um, a mystical reality of of being held and being supported and being loved unconditionally by this force that had no name, that I had no reference point for. You know, being an atheist and and really having a, a void of the sacred. You know, and so having that first experience was um, the the jump off point for me onto this epic healing journey that I've been on for the past eleven years now, um, and yeah, so um, listening to that inner guidance and tapping in, you know, 
and uh, stopping the porn and masturbation and dating and just like really coming back into my own energy, you know, meditating daily and doing yoga and spending time in nature, um, shutting off the TVs, like stopped really taking in information. That self-love fr- practice. Full on, yeah. full on. Um, and that led me to um, studying group, group therapy, basically, um, led me into human services um, studying it and also into therapy. I, I was in therapy and group therapy for many years. And so just being in this dynamic and also studying it, um, learning to lead groups and then, um, being gifted, like, um, basically get being gifted a workshop, um, towards the end of my, um, undergraduate coursework where people were, you know, going into master's programs and figuring out what they were doing. And I was looking at master's programs as well, but it just didn't feel right. And, um, <clears throat> I was gifted this um, Michael Harner's um, Entry to Shamanism workshop, and that like opened me up to a whole other world. And I started doing shamanic drumming, um, which opened up other doors, and then got connected to this group, Cosmic Consciousness, and we were doing like events uh, that were just like really fly by night. We'd um, you know post it online, and we'd all show up at a park, and there'd be hundreds of people. We'd be doing like meditation, yoga, you know, there'd be vegan food, and just all different stuff. We do talks on plant medicines. Um, and so definitely plant medicines as well has been a big part of my healing journey and a, and a part of uh, deepening me into the sacred, uh, just direct experience. Um, but I guess for me, where it really shifted from just like healing work and, and consciousness and all this, you know, like the myriad of, of modalities and experiences in this movement was when I was invited to co-lead a men's prayer circle, um, Standing Rock, there was, there was the, during the time of Standing Rock, and they put out a call for men's and women's prayer circles. And so that was the first time I sat in um, a strictly co, um, men's circle that wasn't co-ed. And um, yeah, I was invited to hold space, and, and it gave me an opportunity to weave in what I learned in um, studying group therapy, the theories and techniques of group therapy, and from holding space and um a lot that I've learned in my healing journey to weave that into that masculine space. And it was, it was magical. It was powerful. Um, and I, I was like, this is, this is epic. Um, yeah. And then that led to, uh, you know, um, like not too long after that, I ended up at tribe family gathering. I was doing a shadow work circle. Jay was doing the men's work and I was like, this is fucking epic. <laughs> um, you know, it was being at tribe family really opened the door to me. Um, even opening up to being a parent, being a father, because prior to that, I had my I had some wounds that hadn't been fully cleared away or healed. I was like, man, I don't want to bring a child into this world. It's fucking crazy. I don't know about myself and my capacity to hold a child, and I don't mm-hmm. even know if I want that. But seeing other fathers there, it was just like, oh man, like okay, I could be a father. Yeah, you know what? That's like that feels right. That's something I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really when. Like two days after my son was born, I was leading a large group of men in one of our cosmic consciousness cosmic consciousness gatherings. I think it was my second one, and there were like sixty four men at this group, and it was like men were you know emoting, they're feeling it, they're going through this experience. There's a lot of brotherhood vibes, and I was like, wow, this is fucking epic. And in that moment, it crystallized. I'm like, these are my son's uncles. These are his uncles. Wow. And then the fact that they're doing their healing work and they're getting this medicine, it, it like, it filled me up. And I was like, okay, this is my life's work. Game on. I'm in. This is it. Nice. <laughs> you know, and, and I uh, committed myself to doing weekly circles 
Um, like Jason was mentioning, we were trying to link up prior to that. Adam and I had a couple conversations. Adam wanted to do another big gathering mm-hmm. and it kind of just all aligned where I was, you know, doing weekly circles, Franco Viscovi, uh, he came out and he offered me a space to do facilitate weekly circles. And I started doing the sacred masculinity thing. Um, Adam came in and co-facilitated, uh, and then we brought Jay, right. It was like, all at once, basically. And when I started the Instagram for it, if you go back and you scroll back to the Sacred Sons feed, you'll see that the really the first photo was from Tribe Family Gathering during a men's ritual that we right. were doing. It was a trust fall that Jay was facilitating. Mm-hmm. And then, so it was like going back, it's like, and I had no idea, you know, I'm like, I'm committed to this work. This is my life's work. This is my purpose. You know, after Kyra was born, it was clear. And so it kind of all just really coalesced from that. And it like, Pedal to metal. It was like full zero to hundred. Mm. And so, um, yeah, we had to sit down and it was like, it's on. We all felt mm-hmm. it. We were yeah. all aligned and it yeah. felt really good. And here we are. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all your stories for that and how you got here. It's so fascinating to me because obviously I'm kind of a, a, a relatively speaking at the beginning of my um, healing journey. And I feel like I'm just starting to get my teeth stuck into it, really. And um, it's actually becoming a pleasure. Like, I'm finding joy in the pain in, the, in that <laughs> way because I know what it means. I know that it's like, it's a growth edge. And um, a big part of my healing journey recently has, of course, been attending the Sacred Sons Alpha and Omega Convergence weekends a couple of weeks ago. And in between those two weekends, I also was very, very lucky in manifesting myself a space on the facilitator training course, which was the first time you guys did a facilitator training course as well, isn't it? It was, yeah. But it ain't your first, yeah. <laughs> it, not your first Convergence weekend. No. Um, this was Convergence 3. Awesome. And yeah. what, are your, what are the other events? Because I've heard EMX. What's that mean? Embodied masculine experience. And how how does one yes, so embody the, their masculine in this experience? <laughs> and that's quite a broad question to ask. It. Well, it's um, so on the convergence, right? It's you know we break up into um, different teams, um, about teams of twenty five to thirty, mm-hmm. and we have those pillar experiences, and then during shadow work, um, ritual connection piece, we were in that group again at that. 25 or even less. Mm. Um, but we're in that intimate group, whereas the convergence is this converging of, you know, this larger number of men, 125 on these past two, uh, weekends last month. And then we had a hundred man one and then a 70 man one Mm. on our first one. And the embodied masculine experience is just a container of 25 to 30 men doing, we go through the same workshop experiences, the same, processes the same experiences throughout the same amount of time throughout a, a weekend retreat. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and Sacred Sons was born a couple of years ago, was it? Yeah, a year and a half ago. year and a half. Yeah, wow. A half. Not quite a couple, even yet. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. That how the progress that you guys have made so far um, in just a year and a half is amazing. And it sounds like each of your um, sort of awakenings to... Um, do this work and um, step up to the calling of coming together and aligning together to be in service as um, as like I mean you you speak about it as if it's nothing but like um, not as if it's nothing but like for me the um, 
the call to be in service as, to other people as opposed to in service to my my own ego has been a quite a process to come to terms with um is i guess that's quite normal um <laughs> I, to to have some resistance to that um but do you guys feel like you are in 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 your service right now with um with what you're doing yeah definitely. and how does that feel full in it feels on purpose yeah. you know like it this is our purpose and um when you feel uh the service you know when you when you truly feel what it feels like to serve others you have this understanding well let me just say it like this as i've stepped into a more of a service role i have felt how much more full my cup can become versus being in service of myself. Mm. If, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, and you know, I, I often say that we are following spirit to do this. Mm. So as it grows, as it unfolds, as new layers are revealed of this work that we're doing, you know, we have the ability to flow with that and to like, and to really allow it to come to us and not try to force this. Or not trying to to push this in any particular direction, other than where uh, spirit is guiding us to do that. Epic, amazing. And that might sound that might sound like a little foo foo up here, but but it's real. It's real. That's the real. Yeah, real it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's crazy that we live in a time where you know there's this kind of. I I get it. You know, backlash against the foo foo. The you know the. I guess the materialization or commodification of spirituality in some ways, you know, with the new age movement, but really at the core, you know, bringing forward the inner work, the deep work, um, it's fucking sacred and mm. spirit is in the room every time, you know, I mean, we are spirit. I mean, I, that's my belief, you know, that mm. we are not just these material bodies, you know, that we are energy beings mm. and, you know, coming together into a room, uh, the best way to experience that is coming together a room with your brothers and doing this deep work together. And it, it really, the masks fall away and the outer really falls away for us to see deep into each other and see, Oh shit. Mm -hmm. Like we are so much more than we've been led to believe. Yeah. That certainly was my experience of, um, the sacred sons convergence weekends. Definitely. It was like, um, showing up, um, in your authenticity is just celebrated left, right, and center. Like everybody just wants you to be yourself absolutely with no judgment at all. Like any, any man can show up with anything and they will be held and loved and forgiven and, um, yeah, just. And celebrated. Celebrated. You know, the first convergence in 2018, we asked the question, what does it mean to be a man? <clears throat> you know, you remember, <laughs> what does it mean to be a man in 2018 in, Great amidst, in the midst of all of this me too stuff that was happening? Sure. Because masculinity had been flipped on its head and all of a sudden it's toxic. Yeah. And, and not all of a sudden, but you know, over time and now it's just exploding like a volcano. Yeah. This is, this is the reality of how men are behaving out here. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, okay, we need to reframe this. We have another story to tell. I know what the media is talking about, but what, what does it mean to be a man? And what I've found is that what it means to be a man is to be your most authentic self, your fullest expression, and that's it. And that's, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And to be okay with that mm -hmm. and to be witnessed in that and to feel what it feels like to be your fullest expression. Um, and in that way, 
um, you know, you asked about men's work, women's work. I, I feel mm. like this is also something that's for all human beings to find spaces where you can be accepted for who you are authentically. Yeah. My, my thing with it is like, what, what could possibly be more important to do right now? Like here, the three of us, like, you know, a year and a half ago, let's call it two years ago, as we were gearing up for this, like mm. all the things that we had done in our life, like the inner work, the relational work led to this purpose. Right. And I mentioned that I was in that place of like, all right, I'm going to wait. Cause I knew that this was my purpose at that point and that it was worth waiting and sitting because like what else, right? It's like, nope, this is the source of the purpose. <laughs> you know, like let's hang here and see who arrives. And like that's, I'm still saying that, like let's see who arrives. Let's see who shows up. Mm. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben, mm. you're one of those guys who arrived. Yeah, I arrived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, dudes, I'm like, so we... happy that I showed up. Like, <laughs> So I think I've told this um, story maybe on a vlog or on a previous podcast, but I'm going to say it anyway. The way, the reason I am here in this room right now, or part of the reason is, I mean, a lot of things aligned for me, um, but I was shown your Instagram by a soul sister, Farah, earlier this year. And then I had a dream where I was in the opening ceremony, which actually came true and um and so i had that dream and i messaged um sacred sons so Oberg got back to me the next day we were on a phone call and you were like if you can just get get out here we will take care of you and um i made that my mission so i manifested myself a flight out to you guys and spent a week in la catching up with friends went into the desert met you guys sat in this opening ceremony and just bawled my eyes out i just started crying um because deep within me my soul was like yeah, you really actually really need to be here. Like more, you know, you need to be here, but you really need to be here, bro. Hmm. And it all just like popped and came out. And it was su such a beautiful experience from there there on in. It was just plenty of processing, plenty of shifting for me hmm. and a whole lot of fun. We had so much fun in the desert. It was like, so call it fun. work, but like <laughs> it was so much fun. Like I... Um, and who knew being in service could also be so much fun? You know? I know, right? Yeah. And because uh, I feel like as I learn who I really am through this journey and become my, um, embody my authentic self, there's nothing more fun than that because you're right. super, com like I feel so confident in myself right now <laughs> because like, like nobody can tell me shit. Like I, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, I'm listening. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and we're listening now because it's not like this egoic, nobody can tell me shit. It's more like, yeah. I know my truth. I'm standing yeah. in my truth. I'm living my purpose and I'm listening. Mm. I feel like that's the collective purpose of, of the millennial. The millennial mm. generation is to like, we're good at having fun. <laughs> we're good at saying, don't fuck with me when I'm having my fun. And I'm also an adult now and I'm listening and I can do both of those. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like what we're really calling in here, like with Sacred Sons, is doing men's work, quotation marks, making it fun, making it cool, because we're millennials and we're good at that. <laughs> yep. And if you're not a millennial, it's okay. Like, you know, like we can, we can all be cool in doing this, but doing that in a way where it's like, yes, of course, like this is, it might be a little like, mm, I don't know what this is. It's a little scary, but like, we're definitely having fun while we're doing work. Yeah, we had a great time. And, and what you just said, like no one, no one can tell me. Um, 
this is why we have chosen to show the work. So, you know, we are, if you saw our Instagram, it affected you, right? Yeah. We're putting it out there. We're putting our tears on the line. We're putting, our, we're putting ourselves out there and going, hey, men cry, men have emotions, men deal with, you know, all kinds, a whole array of emotions. And this is, I'm not saying it's the first time, but this is a time where we're able to show it and we're able to show it in full confidence because no one can tell us shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but also because... Our tears are unfuckwithable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah. but, but really, you know, we've gotten some backlash about that, about even just like, you know, sharing us experiencing human emotions, you know, mm. and, and pulling the veil back on that. This mm. is what the work looks like because we're here to normalize healthy human experience of healthy human masculinity, mm. you know, healthy masculinity. And for a lot of people that's triggering and that's been triggering. And so we've had a lot of like backlash, people going, what are you guys doing? This is, this is wrong. You guys should be ashamed of yourself. And of course, tons of praise, tons of, you know, support because mm-hmm. it's like, I've never seen this before. Yeah. And how can men know what we're doing and what the work looks like if they've never seen it before? Yeah. But it's a huge permission slip to all men out there that see it like, Hey, mm. it's all welcome here. Bring it. We yeah, got bring you. It. Yeah, yeah, and that backlash, can I add another thing? Like, that backlash is, like, the same energy behind, like, um, uh, the masculine controlling the feminine. Totally. Because oh, yeah. it's, like, here's this this feminine energy, which is, like, flowing and moving, and we Feeling. don't know where it's going to go. So, it's scary to us. <laughs> we don't understand it. It needs to be controlled. It so, needs to stay in this box. Mm. Just to clarify the feminine energy and what you mean by that is like the feminine is the feeling, it's the emotion, it's the Mm. fluidity, it's the intuition. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, one analogy that I like is the masculine is the container. So Mm. think of the masculine energy as a bowl and the feminine is the fluid or the water that you fill the bowl with. Sure. So the, the, the water will dance, the water will move, the water will flow, the water will, will form to the masculine container. Mm. Um, the but the masculine stays yeah. rigid, the masculine mm. stays Chaos. as the mountain. But the both yin. men and women um, uh, have both masculine and feminine. We have both, yes. all of us have both in mm-hmm. us. So mm-hmm. um, what you're saying, Jace, is that like the masculine within us also is like um, trying to control the feminine within us. That's yeah. right. And the collective masculine. Mm. Trying that's, to control the, a bit more the collective, like, oh, no, we can't show the emotion because it needs to go, it needs to be contained in this way because it, it's delicate. It's, it's not delicate. It's, it's fucking powerful. Mm. And our, like, our perception of, of how we engage with it is delicate. Yeah. When or we like say the, the common, common when approach. To when it. we say emotion, it's like you just think of someone like crying, um, but... The emotions that I was personally experiencing that were coming up for me during some of the um, workshops, the breath work, and um, was anger, like a lot of rage. Mm, like yeah. I and I am not an angry person generally. <laughs> like, but that was you like seem like gradually. <laughs> yeah, it was like um, it's my my cup of anger slowly drip drip filling up over time over time over time over time until it like and uh, i've been carrying that around unknowingly and it's been affecting its energy that i'm carrying that Mm. is unprocessed that is like sat in my body that's causing me some kind of like pain or dis-ease um or 
affecting my mind and keeping me stuck in patterns maybe um all sorts of um effects that this unprocessed emotional wounds is like uh, impacting my life around me in ways that most likely aren't working out for me so that's like and you know there's probably a reason that you haven't been able to express the anger Either you didn't feel safe to express, someone told you not to express it, someone told you it was wrong to express your anger, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Anger, and, bad. Right. Yeah. And so we, we create these spaces that are held really tightly where anything goes. And that's the masculine. Yeah. Holding, Holding that container so that brothers and sisters, but in this case, brothers, um, we can let that feminine flow and, and in within us because we're being held. And the practice of that for me was really a, uh, a healing experience in many ways. But um, the I didn't realize quite how deep the wound was of that, that was being healed until it was healed <laughs> and until I was really in it. And I was like, okay, now I actually understand that this would be different if this was co-ed. This would be, it, mm. was, it wouldn't oh. be the same. So would you, would you have, here. in fact, been felt safe enough to express the depth of that anger if in a co-ed circle? You know, no, probably not. It, we don't knows? know. No, but like um, I've, I've built up recently on my healing journey to feeling safe in expressing myself vulnerably around people um, and um, even online and around women uh, not necessarily like around my parents yet or um, some some friends that aren't quite so close. I don't know, but um, rarely do I, do I have an opportunity where I have men around me who have who are able to hold space in the, in and what I mean by hold space is like not try and fix it. Hmm. mostly yeah. <laughs> like when, yeah. when a dude hey, when one of my bros is getting angry around me I'm like oh, um, like try to do this that I, um, mm. just let the bro be angry and let that move that emotion shift so that was a huge lesson for me also on the weekend and also to witness like witness um, my brothers um, processing those emotions allowed me to give myself permission to do that for myself as well um, and to be witnessed was a huge thing for me to be seen whilst being the, my most vulnerable ever. And then to have everybody say like, you're, you're amazing. Like you're epic. And then literally in the shadow, in the shadow work, I was being held up. Almost my nose was on the ceiling, (laughs) like, um, by 10 dudes. And I'm just bawling my eyes out, just feeling held and loved and, like someone was literally like stitching up that emotional wound in my heart where I was like, you can trust men now. Like you can trust men and mostly you can trust yourself yeah. also. Right. And I think that speaks to really the power of the collective, the collective witness, the collective holding, you know, for such intensity, for the depth of the wounds that we're working with that men have really collectively, you know, your experience as unique as you are, isn't unique, you know, mm-hmm. all men have intense, I don't want to say all men, but most men have a lot of anger, have a lot of pain inside. You know, I know that, that was a story for all of us here and most men that come into sacred sons. Um, but there's so many examples of that anger and that pain coming out sideways and coming out yes. in different ways, you know, whether it's the, you know, the child abuse, the partner abuse, you know, um, the hostile takeovers, the office or whatever it might be. Emotional There's manipulation. 
all was like a thing. sorts that was, of that stuff, was me. right? The me too, like everything, you know, all the violations, you know? And so creating the space where men can come in and just be, and, and we'll just see what comes up, you know, cause that's really it. Just creating the container, holding it, knowing that we got this, that we got this together. Um, that creates that sense of safety. Men, like, you know, I think when coming into this work, I'm like seeing other people do it. You know, when I was, when I was training in group therapy, it was like, I don't know how I'm going to go there. Like, I, you know, and I think men might have that coming and seeing like, Oh, like, uh, do I, can, can I do that? Is that, is that, is that even in me? But what you said earlier, it's like, I didn't even know how deep it went, mm-hmm. you know, right. until and I, I was there. Until you were in it. You're until like, you're in the center, <laughs> actually, yeah. it, you know, during that shadow work, process you know you can hold space for others but when you're in the center you really do feel whatever it is whatever that that magic of the collective witness that really heals you mm-hmm. that really heals us as we step in the center yeah definitely yeah and and what we do you know the three of us and like our facilitators is like you know you're talking about like how to be supportive of a brother who's like oh he's angry like don't want to give him anything what we need and want from each other as men is just to know that like we're being steered. Like if we're going to go into deep emotion that like the container that we're talking about, the masculine container Mm -hmm. that we steer that, um, in a direction that's like, we've got you. And like Mm -hmm. what we're doing here is we're just, it's just that. And it's like that lighthouse thing too, of stewarding that it's like, we're not bringing anything new. Like we are stewarding and we're steering men along this trajectory of love and light and all these people, all this energy that is, is greater than us. Mm-hmm. Right. We're just steering ourselves along that. Mm-hmm. Cause it's all there. Like it's all within all the men out there, you know? And I think seeing the images, cause it's, it's powerful imagery. You know, we have Epic photographers and we have consent all across the board. You know, mm. that men are coming into the space. They know that they're going to be photographed and filmed and we're sensitive about it. You know, we're, we're, we know the photographers know when to be there, what to take, what to capture. And we know that there's a greater reason behind it. You know, it's not just for us. This isn't for us to keep behind closed doors and hide in secret, you know, because it's time. The mm. shadows of our culture are coming out, as Adam says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, we, and we need the spaces where that light can be filtered out. The light can be seen, the light can be reflected. Definitely. I think when part of the opening ceremony was kind of um, checking that everybody was consent, uh, giving consent to having their photograph taken and shared. And if anybody was... You know, it's, it's not only the consent to photograph. You know, we, we, we do a process of um, the, the, the sage gate hmm. or the, you know... It's a ceremony. I, I, the threshold. I don't, I, yeah, it's a threshold. I don't want to really give too much away, but we ask each man, do we have your permission to challenge you to your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual edges? Oh, that's what you say? <laughs> <laughs> and, and upon getting that consent, that's like how we drop in together. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, not only, like, like in, mo- in, for, in my experience, most men are like, yes. Like mm-hmm. I've not, I've, I haven't been asked for my permission to be challenged in this way. Totally. And, and yeah. for most of us, that's why we, that's why we're there. That's why we show up there. Yeah. And, um, so for anyone listening to this, if you feel like 
like, man, I have this thing that's inside of me that's stuck. It's anxiety. It's it's depression. Whatever it is, it's that rage. Only I have, and, and only <laughs> I have it. And I got to stay inside my room, and I and no one can know about it. And I can't tell my friends, and I can't tell my partner. And I'm going to identify myself with it. Yes, you know, if that's that's a that's a lie that you're going to perpetuate to yourself. And it's not until you get that collective witness that you can you can begin to like shed those layers, mm-hmm. release that guilt, release that shame, whatever it is. And not put energy towards that that story. Mm-hmm. Like when, when you get that collective witness of whatever it is, like the amount of energy that's available in someone's life after that is amazing. Yeah, because it's like what you resist persists. There's that saying and it's true. It's like you have to expend energy even just keeping this locked away in the like subterranean recesses of your consciousness. You know, this trauma, this pain, this lie, this story. Mm-hmm. You know, and coming into the collective witness where we're embodied, we're present, we're here for you. You know, we're here for us, we're here for this shift. Mm-hmm. And so like to come into that energy and just like I think on a visceral bodily bodily level men feel like oh shit this is this something's happening here you know and it just men drop in and you know pop off at all different times it might not even necessarily be in the shadow work mm-hmm. that's right, right. Yeah. yeah 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 i was having some deep drop-ins with um a couple of brothers just at lunch where i, I was having a little cry over my vegan lunch <laughs> <laughs> the food by the way was out of this world Devin, Devin, Devin. and the crew and scott and uh oh, yeah, yeah. those guys made some such nourishing beautiful food for yeah. us like and it's so important with the amount of energy that's being shifted because this is on like a dna like cellular level that all this energy is moving and so you got to get some nutrition up in there to like yeah start rebuilding there's there's another aspect i'll give you some i'll give you some a tidbit of like info behind the scenes you know we we serve all plant-based food for that weekend for some men that's a challenge for most of i mean everyone loves the food no doubt um but to go plant-based for that weekend but what it also does is as we're moving through the pillar sessions the shadow work sweat lodge combo whatever it is we are all eating the same food taking in the same nourishment and energetically, what that does is it gets us into alignment with each other. Yeah, true. Yeah. So imagine this. Imagine imagine we didn't do it that way. And someone over here is like eating whatever they want. And over here, they're doing their thing. And they're kind of eating in their tent, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what we do. We come together and we make the food. We make the food a ceremony. Mm, like that's, that's so important. Once we, yeah, once we drop in there, it's like we, we just go through it together. And that is really the magic of it. Thank you for sharing that because like it's, does, that make, it's, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense mm. because that also I noticed I, I popped into the kitchen a couple of times to fill my water bottle up and I'd see all the chefs gathered around all this beautifully prepared food actually doing Reiki on it and like <laughs> setting intentions into this food and yes, so yeah. much love went in from every from like raw ingredients all the way till the food like was going down the back of my throat. It was like love and intention and that makes such a huge difference to me as well. Like knowing that that's going on and that um, I'm being held even in my nutrition. Yes. And that's a whole, that's a whole other container like uh, of men, the men in the kitchen, Devin, shout out to you, bro. And, and to all the brothers that have worked with him, like he runs that and it's like 
they're doing their own work in there. I mean, you, mm-hmm. I know we've all seen it, but like those bros are doing work in the kitchen. They're crying in the kitchen when, when they need to because they've been <laughs> yeah. cutting, cutting sweet potatoes for four days straight, whatever. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's not the, it's not the potatoes that's bringing, bringing it up, but it's like that consistency and, um, of what they're doing brings up what's present and being mm-hmm. around so many men and, and being in this different container that's holding the greater container like they're 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 getting so much ripples from what we're doing yeah. from the yeah. epicenter that like the shockwaves hit them and they have to process too and like they know that they need to do that in order for the food to continue to create that regenerative cycle with us. Wow! So they're also getting out of their own way to to create it's, this nutrition. It's really like a, a team effort on every level. Every man at the convergence is really holding an important role. You know, whether they're facilitator or staff or participant, like each man is crucial to the tapestry of sacred sons and that experience. So, um, I know we like really emphasized how epic the food is and it's delicious (laughs) and, and, and really charged. And from the outside, it'd be like, Oh, like, okay. Yeah. It's some good food. But really I think intention is so much of this work. You know, Mm -hmm. everything is imbued with this deep intention, you know, to heal, to awaken, to step into our power, to step into our full embodiment, you know, and when you're in that collective energy, it's like, it pushes you forward. It calls you forward. You know, you can't show up to the convergence and just chill back. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to get shifted. Definitely. Yeah. And this other thing too, I love this. We've never really gotten this deep on the food in this this type of setting, but it's like, a lot of the work that we do is this opening, it shakes stuff up, it, it, it breaks down old frameworks, right, in, in the body, the physical, the energetic body, the emotional body, and so it becomes open, right, and like ready for new f- frameworks and new substance and, and new micronutrients, and so it's like, yeah, again, if we had guys eating Pringles in their tents, like, yes. you know, they're not gonna, they're not, they're just putting the same shit back in. Right, because it yep. was exactly. I mean, and not to dog on pr- Pringles or whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> don't no, no, Pringles, Pringles, some some men are gonna be able to eat Pringles, but it's like like whatever they showed up with, like they show up with their bag of food, their their previous programming, and then yeah. they deprogram, but then they put it back in yeah. with the same food. Take that responsibility away from them, so they can also just surrender to the whole process yeah. and yeah. know that yeah. that you guys know what you're doing. You've done this before. Just eat this delicious food. Yeah, and it, everybody's coming back for seconds. It was so delicious. Yeah, I've actually witnessed uh, a guy who was who was bummed out, who's complaining. Oh man, it's plant based. Like I, I thought there was going to be chicken or whatever. And fast forward to the end of the weekend, where he's like, you know, I'm thinking of going vegan. <laughs> Hell yeah! Straight up, yeah. straight up. You know, amazing. And it's it's interesting too. Like we we did have we planned to have meat on that weekend, but the um, the quality and good sourced meat that Devin usually was getting it from, like didn't have it. And so he didn't want to compromise. Yeah. It just worked out that way. Worked out. And I think the first one, it was, it was all plant-based. I mean, there's yeah. always the vegan option. And I think the convergence too, we had some um, meat options to go with it, you know, for the men that really felt like they needed it. But ultimately I think this C3 was like just a reminder. Like, I think no, it, sh- it shifted us because yeah. now we're like, Oh, this is the way we got it. Mm. It's, you know, this is also bye what bye. I was talking in terms of following spirit. Yeah. It's mm. like, Oh, sometimes the chicken's not available. <laughs> and that's, the, and that's, and that's, the, I, that's an opportunity for us to go, oh, oh, maybe this is a shift that we need 
you know, to, to get to our next level. Yeah. Cause yeah. it helps us be lighter. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're you know, the, the food is lighter. Like we can eat seconds and have a, like a lot of food, but it's lighter. So totally. It's that high frequency life, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Yes. that's why I, I love, like I, meat for me is like delicious and I love the flavor of it. And it often actually makes me feel pretty full and good and strong. Um, but it ultimately is like, I want to stay on a high frequency and it's, it's yeah. ultimately the energy of the meat for me is, is represents death. And so I, I'm like, I do miss chicken. Like I miss that deliciousness, but I don't miss not being on a high frequency for the majority of my existence. Mm. <laughs> like that's, and it's a very easy one then. And also meat's expensive, you know? <laughs> anyway, especially when we go this deep on, on food. I'm going to name yeah. this title. The title is going to be like what we ate in the desert. Yeah. yeah. But we're all about the quality. I guess yeah, it speaks quality, to that. You know, yeah. we couldn't get that top quality, um, you know, humanely raised top best shelf uh, meat. So we're like spoken hey, like a true vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever oh, that is. It's uh-huh. true. No, but well, the, the, it's like you you covered all bases basically, like nutrition and, and everything. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on from the food. <laughs> it's, make, it's making me hungry. I think we're getting hungry. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Um, so my, my other, another profound experience that I had on the Omega, the second, uh, weekend was, um, doing combo Mm. and I, um, so this was, uh, I did, um, I've never done combo before and it is the, it's the frog combo frog Mm -hmm. and it's the poison that's on its butt Mm. that they scrape off from the Amazon and then they do we were the the whole ceremony was so beautiful i was so happy that i managed to get in on that one because um it was i mean you guys have all done it yeah Yeah. you've you've done it a couple of times it really is like a a huge purge (laughs) literally like it's a purge if you don't know what combo is it's it's where you have little dots burnt onto the side of your arm and they apply the poison and it's a big ceremony and um my experience was uh vomiting and shitting like profusely mm. for most of the time um, and sweating a lot yeah. mm-hmm. and feeling like um, I was dying over and over and over again. Um, so I just want to point out um, mm. a lot of this work that we do is about moving energy. And yes. so this is like a purging type of ceremony and purges can come in all kinds of ways. It can come from sweating. It can come from vomiting. Crying. It can come from crying. It can come from laughing. Yeah. It can come from shaking. And so... Mm. The, the combo ceremony is to allow the body physiologically to purge what is no longer needed or to purge what is not serving you. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, there, there's a lot of intention setting that goes on there as well. Um, if you, if you just presented it, like I, I did this and I was shitting and vomiting, most people will go, I don't want to do that. That was my, that was what I was presenting. Someone presented it to me as that like a while ago. And I was like, I don't feel like doing that. I don't think I'll ever feel, feel like doing aligned. that. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. feel good. No. Do um, that but you know, like the inter- growth is uncomfortable. Yeah, the, like yeah. growth is uncomfortable. And this definitely puts us out of our comfort zone. If you've ever done combo. Yeah. yeah. And there's a shift. And there's a cleanse that happens uh, when, when releasing through whatever purge your body is uh, needing at that time. And what comes is like revitalization, lightness, 
this mm-hmm. feeling of like I just let go of some shit that I've been holding on to for years. It felt like yeah. for me, yeah. yeah, for me it was like I um I felt like a whole new human, and it took um, a good forty eight hours for it to really mm-hmm. settle in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the clarity that I was feeling energetically, I felt lighter. Like I like a lot of my back pain had gone, like from sitting, like discomfort, mm-hmm. and. Um, I feel like I was immediately getting more from my food as well. And it felt like all my, mm, my mm-hmm. systems had just been like fully cleaned out and like ready to go again, like a five star service. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, just mental clarity from, from it. That, that frog does not fuck around. <laughs> I love that little creature. Viva does not combo. Viva. 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 You know, it's like, um, were you a tough customer? What's did, that mean? A tough uh, customer. Like... Oh, did it take me a while? Yeah. 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 I'm a tough yeah. customer, I too. was a tough customer. Yeah. And it's like, that's when it's like... So some people, Edward calls it tough customers <laughs> or, or participants. <laughs> and um, tough customer, eh? when it's like, you know, it, it does do the physical the physical cleansing and the purging. Mm. And if there's like pre-existing frameworks that are preventing physical purging, it's going to like blast through it. And right. like you can't run from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't run because you're shitting yourself. <laughs> I didn't have the shit experience. I, didn't I have haven't either. I, I had it before had. the puke. The poop came before the puke for me, <laughs> oh, which wow. was like super unexpected because I hadn't oh. eaten all day, and I thought I'd cleared myself out. You know, I was like, "There's no way I'm pooping on this ceremony. <laughs> I'm just gonna." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's so of course. Oh, <laughs> was like, no, we got some stuff here. Combo is like, here. I've got a shitload of <laughs> poop ready to go for you, which I didn't even realize like was being up there. That's hilarious. So, did you know that you have this in this part of your body? Yeah, yeah. I we feel got like some caked like, up here in this intestine. <laughs> we gotta get this out. So I'm pretty sure I shout out some parasites. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yes. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what my body is telling me it's, as it's well a huge now. Cleanser. Yeah. I'm eating a lot less now as well. Wow. So maybe there was like a worm up there as well. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I got a combo coming soon. <laughs> Feeling cold. Yeah. And and what that's what that's about is um, on the convergence weekend we go into. Uh, a phase which we call the ordeal. And so this is about getting uncomfortable. And it's also about finding ways to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So mm. you sat with Combo. We also have brothers who are sitting at, in sweat lodge at the same time. And then we also have brothers who are doing shadow work. Mm. And so be, with, one, with one of those modalities, you're going through an ordeal and you're, you're finding where those edges are for yourself. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really, really pivotal part of the weekend. Um, yeah. Just in the way that, you know, a lot of times we're, we're creatures of comfort. We like our Netflix and our sofas and our uh, Postmates delivering us food. And it's all simple and easy. Um, but you really find out what you're made of when you get uncomfortable, when you challenge mm-hmm. yourself, when you, when you challenge yourself to like, uh, you know, sit with combo and, be available for whatever comes up or out. Mm. You don't have much of a choice with combo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what I loved about it was that the, with, with the ceremony, um, everybody's encouraged to be there for each other during this, during the ordeal. And whenever anybody's purging in the room, everybody goes, Viva Combo. Viva! And everybody's Viva! going, thank, I'm like, I'm like hanging over this bucket, feeling like I'm about to pass out, having the best time ever. <laughs> thanking combo i'm like thank you combo thank you combo. Like, oh, 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 oh. 
car. And it was just <laughs> so, such a bizarre um, experience, but um, in so many ways. But yeah, I'm I'm there for the next one definitely. I'm going to go for um, a round two of that for sure when I feel mm. the call to do it. Yeah. Um, but I, and I also joined in luckily with the sweat lodge. With the oh, facilitator did. sweat lodge, which was with before Darren everybody Silver. else mm-hmm. oh, showed Darren up, yeah, which was my first ever sweat lodge, which is um, really uh, an amazing experience. Like I, um, what I took away from that was the power of ceremony again, but also prayer. And yeah. there was a lot of praying that was going down, um, and the facilitator that took that, um, what was his name, Darren Silver, Darren Silver, mm. such such a beautiful ceremony and it was i loved how we could each take it in turns to um say a prayer out loud and whilst in that sort of um portal i guess that like that energy that i mean been... the the sweat lodge or nipi is really like representing the womb of the mother mm. and so we're sitting on the earth we're, we're we all crawl into the womb we're in there together um, it's hot as fuck. <laughs> yeah. The, the lodge leader, the chief, he'll, he'll bring in stones that have been sitting in a fire for hours, heating up, bring the stones in and pour water over the stones. And that creates um, the heat coming off the rocks in the form of like the steam. Yeah, you're in kind of, it looks like a lodge. It's like an igloo made of blankets. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, it was amazing. It's also, it also, well, in Lakota tradition, also kind of rep- represents a turtle shell. It's like the turtle mm-hmm. and the altar will be the head. On Turtle um, Island, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that experience again of, of being in the heat and in having the, those prayers as your intention to push through that discomfort. Mm-hmm. That's, that is how we, uh, that's how we impart growth. That's how we activate is by putting ourselves in those really difficult positions to find out what we're made of. That's that masculine alchemy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like this different strength, right. That like we're asked to really dig into, like we're, we're really good at digging into that lone wolf strength. But like when we're in that collective space and doing this type of work, like there's, there's a different dynamic range that's possible mm-hmm. with the strength and to tap into those different, um, those different pieces along the range of, of, bringing in that strength. Oh, I'm bringing in uh, strength from the brother across the room. Who's like also puking or I'm bringing in the strength of, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in shadow work and I'm bringing in the strength of the man who's just holding his hands up. And I just happen to mm. make eye contact with him, yeah. but pulling in from all these places and, and within and, and yeah, that's just something that really came through and present. Yeah. Mm. Just when you're like right on the edge and you're like, I can't handle this anymore. Yeah. Um, you look up and you see all your other brothers there with you as well. And you're like, I got this actually because everybody else is here for this too. Mm-hmm. Right. This is my growth edge right now because I actually, when I want to leave, that's my growth edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely. So if you want to leave, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when, when you leave, the, when you come out of lodge, it's taking that breath of fresh air and it's like the f- another, a second first breath of light. Yeah. Of really life. felt like it. You know, uh, it's like the first breath of life. Mm. And, you know, for some, for someone listening to this, right, they might be like, frog, heat, shadow work. Like, (laughs) why, why on earth are these men putting each other and themselves through this? Mm. And the reason is life is fucking challenging. 
Unless, mm. and, and if you're if you're living life and you're saying, "Oh, life's not that challenging," I'm, you know, just wait. You know, life life will will come around, and in the moments when you need to draw on your most powerful um, manifesting, like when you need to be your highest self, you have to like be prepared for these for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to be prepared for that, and in order to do that, I have to train. Mm-hmm. This and is this a training. is yeah. this is like a training ground. Such a nice way to put so, it. So so we go out in the, into our lives, our individual lives, and we have all of these experiences that happen to us or for us, and we have to be prepared. I have to be prepared to take those on in the be- in the way that uh, serves me, you know, serves me best. Totally, I love the way you put that. Historically, men have done really well as masculine beings training together. Mm, yeah yeah and it just depends on what they're training for that mm-hmm. either fucks up or helps heal the world <laughs> wow. yeah because yeah. 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 we all you know we're all impacting everybody around us all the time and mm. anybody in our sphere of influence you know and that extends throughout the entire planet <laughs> like literally every person we're all connected right and so if we're not doing our work and we're not deepening into ourselves and embodying more of who we are, and we're running these old programs and believing these old stories, you know, then we're not going to be operating optimally. You know, so yeah. why do people run marathons? You know, why do people train at the gym? You know, so this is like mm-hmm. the, the gym of the spirit, you know, or gym mm-hmm. of the soul, as, as yeah. I think I've heard. <laughs> gym of the soul. Yeah. I like to say it's Fight Club for the soul. Okay, Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, so we're bringing it, you know, we... we, we Men need these gyms, these spaces where they can uncover more of who they are and get clear about who they aren't, you know, and how can we do that when we haven't had these, you know, the role models really in our own personal lives and on a grand scale, as Jason says, you know, we, we don't, we haven't had these men in the public spotlight necessarily that like really hold that full masculine embodiment and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. What is a good man? What does that mean? You know? and, and and to that point, this isn't. This is also not about chasing perfectionism, or this is not about us three saying, "Hey, we got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. We're perfect." In fact, this is us going. We know we're imperfect, and we know we're so fucking imperfect that we need to do work together. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I think yeah. there's a there's a piece there where people might go, "Sacred sons, you think you're better than me, don't you?" Kind of thing, right? <laughs> and I'm saying, <laughs> "Hey, man, I know I'm not better than you. I know that." Uh, I'll go even further. I know that I am you. I know that you are me. Mm. I know that I, 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 I see you eye to eye. I'll, I'll like, yeah. you know, like I, I know that the imperfection in you is the imperfection in me. Mm. And yeah. I'm willing to go there with you. I'm willing to acknowledge that. And I'm willing to confront it, to confront the shadow, to lay it all out with my brothers. And I think this is mm. something that, man, I think this is actually something that could change the world. Yeah, and, totally. and we is. need different flavors too of what it means to be a good man or a better man. Yeah, we need an it ideal all. man. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. like we just happen to be three men, and then we're inviting in all these. You know, we have our pillar facilitators, we have the core facilitators around that, we have the staff, and we have all the participants. Who is the fifth pillar? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that is the definition, and we need to keep growing. The, this broad spectrum of definition of what it means to be a man or a good man mm. because there isn't one way and there isn't one one type. Yeah, yeah and it also is super important to like um, 
celebrate and um, encourage the individual, like the uniqueness of each of us. Right. As like, um, and celebrate that and not be like, no, we're all just going to become the same thing by doing this specific yeah. training. And then like, I, I imagine it being like, we will come out the other side with a uniform on. And like, <laughs> we, we, we are perfect men now. Like, that's yeah, not how it works. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's a, I think that's a misconception that I want to keep whittling away at. You know mm. what I mean? Because, you know, when people watch your vlog, just in the brief comments I read, a, a lot of love, a lot of like, go Ben, like, do you, you know, mm. find yourself. And then others like, be careful. Be careful, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> Are they brainwashing you? Are, you know. You know. Genuine concern. <laughs> yeah, genuine, genuine concern. concern. Be no, careful. It, you know, they might be doing some wizardry. Yeah. Mm. And they're coming from fear. You know, coming and we are fear. doing wizardry. They're actually, yeah. I was going to say, you're teaching me how to do wizardry but, right but now. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. Right, right. right. But, but, but that's like, I mean, that speaks to like what so many people just in the world are living with. They're living mm. in states of fear, of anxiety, of worry. Like, oh no, watch out, Ben. When you're mm. just living your best life, following your bliss, on mm. your path. And like mm. their perception is, be careful, Ben. Even though you're like dancing, you're having a great time yeah. with your brothers, you're vibing out. And they're like, be careful, Ben. It is confusing because I I'm literally on a vlog, looking into the camera, into the person's eyes who's watching it, saying, I am the happiest I have ever been in my life, and mm. I love my existence now. And they're like, you've changed, man. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like I used to be super anxious and I know I did a really good job of like masking that shit and like convincing you that I was like super, super happy. But it was like a lot of aspects of my life I was very unhappy with. And I didn't like myself at all, actually, in a lot of ways to the point where like I would subconsciously self-sabotage good things that were happening in my life because deep down something part of me didn't believe that I deserved them. So it's like yeah, and that's the role models thing too. Like they um, they don't have that. Maybe, yeah, maybe Jim Carrey. I was their role model. <laughs> yeah, like this is the thing. I I am a role model. Like right. we all are role models, right, yeah. and like that's like a, a a sense of responsibility and almost obligation that I feel like I have towards um, sharing and my yeah. audience, especially is like. And I've always held that. I've always from the beginning. I've been like. My, my mission is to make sure that people get something positive if they watch my videos. Whatever those videos are, they get something from it and they're like, it's not a complete waste of time for them or makes them feel bad about themselves. You're offering and value. I want to add value, yeah. And, and for years I did that through encouraging people to pick up a camera and get out into nature and appreciate mm, it, yeah. express themselves and share it and find community through art and through YouTube and travel and um, and I was waving that positivity flag like super um, captain positive for a lot of my videos. And that's why people tuned in. The people were saying like, I watch your vlogs in the morning when I eat breakfast before I go to work or school because they make me feel great. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. That's great. And like I can still, you can still find content and other ways of making you feel great internally. Also, this is now the message that I'm saying is like, you don't have to watch someone else's vlog to make you feel great in the morning at breakfast. Like you can do that. Plus you can also love learn to love yourself. So you don't need any, you don't need me to make vlogs for you to be happy. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you stepping outside of that mold, you know, you were driving that S8, you were I, traveling um, and jet set and you're with those fine women, you know, from that, <laughs> from that old lens, that old paradigm lens. And so it's like really unsettling 
to see you suddenly shifting in the desert with you know over a hundred men doing this men's work. It's very confronting. Right from yeah. that, it's like whoa, like do I like you know must bring up so many questions for them, and so that's just, it. Yeah, I'm yeah, facing I'll... my demons, and it's like, and it, and it's um, because I'm done with them. <laughs> I'm like, I'm over it. Yeah, um, yeah. Ultimately, you can come from two places. You can come from love, or you can come from fear. And so, what's happening is you're coming from love when you're looking dead into the camera, and you're saying like, "I'm so happy. I'm so fulfilled internally, and I don't, I don't need any of this in the stuff of the background. It's just me sitting here. I'm feeling, I'm feeling great." And what arises for others is fear. So they, they question it because it's like, I don't feel that. Or is it real? Or have I, am I able to access that within myself? So a lot of fear comes up mm-hmm. and that, that fear can turn into judgment. And, and so like you're speaking to that piece briefly, you know, with coming out to the convergence and doing the facilitator training, uh, you know, just really dropping into this space. Um, you know, what do you feel like it's done for your purpose? Like, you know, like you're influencing before and, and you know, um, picking picked up by brands, right? And, and doing these collaborations in that way. Mm. So, yeah, what is the work, you know, brought forward for you in that way? That's a great question. Thank you. Because um, I wanted to speak about that at some stage. Um, mm. So I might as well do it now. Cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it really made me feel like um, I came off the back of it with a lot more clear vision of what I'm supposed to be doing here on planet earth as a Mm. soul that's come down here, like to remember what I'm here for. Mm. And, um, and although that is always subject to change because like purpose can be layers as well. So like my purpose was to be the fastest kayaker I could be at some stage. That was my purpose and I embodied it fully. And then my purpose was to make YouTube videos. And then like, and now I feel like my purpose still is to share and um, share this journey and share vulnerability and show vulnerability as being a superpower Mm. and not because you can like shoot someone down with your tears (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) they don't go very fast but the 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 superpower (laughs) vulnerability being a superpower is about the feeling that you have of your authentic self after you've processed those emotions Mm. and the superpower of not being a lone wolf and being vulnerable around someone enough to really drop and connect with someone on that level where you're like, whoa, now I'm definitely not alone because we are brothers mm-hmm. and I'm not going anywhere for you and you're not going anywhere for me. And that is like anxiety redu- reduction 101, like having <laughs> connections with people around yes. you. is like the, um, So I want to keep encouraging people to be vulnerable and try and um, try and figure out like, or at least like step into the journey of seeing like, okay, what is me and what is not me? Because I'm down here, This, as far as I know, this is my only go at having a, being a human. Um, and it may well be my last one, who knows? So I want this one to be the best one I possibly can make it. Yeah. And, and a motivation for me doing this work and sharing it is like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want somebody else's programming around like keeping me in fear to keep their pockets filled. Oh, fuck that. I'm like, yeah. that's the level I'm at now. I'm like, I'm going to take my freedom back, my mind back so that I am not unconsciously acting and spending and living in a, in a, in a space of lack where I feel like I need to consume things to be like happy. Right. I can be happy all on my own with mm-hmm. everything I need from within me. And then if I have desires, 
that I want to fulfill, like driving an R8, I can manifest that shit. And then I just hand it straight back because it's a ridiculous car and I'm probably going to write it off. But like, <laughs> or, or that car doesn't define uh, either who you are or how you feel. Yes. You know, and like if you want the car, get to the drive. Car. Yeah. It's a fun way to get to point A, from point A to point B and occasionally yeah. point C. You know, I, I, love your, I love your answer about purpose because, you know, you're not saying like, oh, I'm going to go uh, live in the woods by myself and uh, be a Sherpa and just like commune with nature. You're not giving up those aspects of yourself that made you who you are, uh, those aspects of yourself that you're encouraged to honor that got you to this point. Yes. You're, you're still holding those pieces that serve you and just letting go of the stuff that no longer serves you. And now you're, you're, you're kind of shifting those gifts to be used as a force of, of greater good. Yeah, I think man. that's, I think that's really cool. And Thank you for summarizing like that. And definitely <laughs> like, um, definitely like honoring has been a word that's been popping up a lot today. And over the last couple of days around this kind of conversation, it's like honoring the journey and, and mm. f- for me self, um, having going down the self love journey has a lot been about falling in love with my previous chapters that were unconscious or like bumping off a 3d and not really knowing what's going on and having all my karma dealt to me and I didn't even know what was going on and looking back on that and being like whoa what an epic journey what an epic ride yeah and um that's been a big one to get over so and now that I'm over that now I'm like oh to honor all of that actually I must keep going Yes. <laughs> I must keep going to honor yeah. all of it. So you go. Exactly right. So now I'm like, okay, I've got my message. I want to help people um, navigate uh, their conscious awakenings. In a sense, like if if that aligns, I'd love to um, in the future be working with people um, in service to people, helping them transmute their darkness into light specifically around that which I have experience in, which is like self-love. Yeah. So that's um, helping people love themselves is kind of the mission. And the modalities that are going to be going down are like expression through art is like such an important one, um, especially understanding now that like when you paint something or when you create something or express yourself or sing or do something that's like, expression it's not you it's the divinity within you just doing it for this because it can it's like it's the the most it's like a flower it's like beautiful but it doesn't even can't even see itself and like that that divine beauty and when we're expressing ourselves is like um healing in itself Mm -hmm. and especially when you can be like whoa i'm not even going to claim that as my own like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've yes. developed, uh, I've developed some skills definitely in yes. this human experience so far to have done that. But ultimately that is the divine expressing itself. And that's wild. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And, I like the way you put that. Yeah. I, I wanted to say just like at the deepest level, th- that's what this work feels like. It feels like mm-hmm. this beautiful expression of art and love and, and life. You know, yeah. the, our human expression is art. Like our existence is art. It's all divine. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I want to, I want to help try and help people. There's no try, bro. You're going to do Full it. Full body. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, no, I wanna, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening already. Yeah. I want to be involved more in men's work and I want to be involved more with you guys too. 
And yeah, I think the future looks incredibly bright for um, men who are on their healing journeys. And so now we're just like, if you need, if you're on your healing journey, I'm also on mine and I've been on it for a minute. So I know like kind of what you might be going through and I have the cap- the ability to an experience to hold space for you. So it's like a lot of my buddies, a lot of my friends and friends that I'm not even, I haven't even met yet future friends yeah um because there's a lot of those and it's for those people that i'm also doing the work as well so um it feels great to do it for myself um of course uh, but it really feels great to know that even though some of my buddies aren't really on this journey right now exactly and i know that i'm of course taking things to extremes and like (laughs) i'm diving right into it um it's not always in every, uh, not everybody all converges at once to um, have their healing journeys come about, you know, like, right. So, but, but to know that like every time, every time I'm doing this work, I'm making myself better for when that might potentially happen in the future and being there for my brothers in a, in a way that they won't even know. Yeah. And all people like, like literally you're doing this work now, but it's literally for, every person that you're ever going to come across because they're going to get the best version of you, mm. you know? Yeah. Or not come across, but or, you've impacted yeah. others. Totally. Yeah. And, and the collective. that is the embodied masculine experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And on that, Amazing. I need to go. You got to go. Okay. It's yeah. the end of the podcast. This is a short and sweet one. It was relatively short, but it ain't going to be the last one that we drop in with Part these one. boys. Sacred sons. Next time we'll do it in Cape town. Mm. And if you are, where can everybody find you? Sacredsons.com? Sacredsons.com, at Sacredsons on Instagram, Sacredsons on Facebook. We are Sacredsons on Facebook. Actually, you know, yeah, it is Sacredsons on Facebook. Um, What are your offerings? Because you do online stuff too. Yeah, we have an online course called the Embodied Masculine Course. That is a 12-week... 14-week. Holy! They added two weeks on me. (laughs) So it's a 14-week... archetypal journey. So we didn't talk a lot about archetypes on this podcast, but um, on that online course, we go through all of the masculine archetypes, deep dive into them. It's a facilitated call once a week. So you're in a pod with six other men and one facilitator. And it's a really great entry point for men's work. Mm. So, or for masculine alchemy. And just for change, you know, like whatever that change might be for the man, whether it's like, you know, you want to, you know, get aligned with your purpose, you want to, you know, work through your depression or whatever it might be. I mean, it's not therapy, but I think just having connection on a weekly basis with other men, it fills that void, Game changer. Uh, you know, that most men yeah. that are lone wolfing it out there have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, this is available for men all over the world. So we have men from Brazil, from Taipei, Taiwan, from Australia, and they'll be on these calls in your pod. Uh, we also have the Embodied Masculine Experience. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to be taking that to Phoenix, Arizona, Orlando, Florida, San Diego, California, Maui, Hawaii, and wherever you are, if you're trying to call this in, just contact us, reach out. Mm -hmm. We're bringing it to communities all over. Uh, We also have Sacred Sons men's circles that are happening uh, all over the United States and starting to reach out into the world. Yeah, and I think, Ben, you're going to be bringing that through. Mm. You know, maybe yeah, in Cape Town, maybe in UK. Yeah, man. So like, between the two convergence weekends, I did. The, I joined in with the facilitator training where I was learning how to um, 
start and hold down a men's circle. And right. I'm really excited to be co-facilitating um, wherever I can, basically, whether that looks like Cape Town, UK, or even back here in California. Yeah. And yeah, I think Cape Town would be an amazing up. place to to start a, um, a men's circle for sure. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, definitely I'm looking forward to on my travels, dropping in and co-facilitating or even just attending these men's circles that Sacred Sons are going to be. They're going to be popping up all over the world in the near future. Um, That's right. So, yeah, stay tuned to Sacred Sons. If you're feeling the calling and you feel like you want to step up your game and you want to, like, em- embody the um, truest expression of yourself, then, uh, yeah, Sacred Sons. All the yeah. way, all day. We Thanks. got you. We and got yeah, you. we got and you, bro. If you like this conversation, if you like the, if you like to listen to this, check out the Sacred Sons podcast. We just had Ben on, as he said, it's yeah. in the show notes. Um, but we have other facilitators and other men with different perspectives. So if you're really interested in hearing more of this conversation, the conversation continues on the Sacred Sons podcast. Sweet, I love much you love, guys. Brother. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Ben. Much love, Ben. Love you. Guys, I hope you enjoyed listening to that podcast as much as I enjoyed recording it with my brothers. Um, Yeah, do let me know what you think. Go follow me on Instagram. My handle is benjam, B-E-N-J-A-M. Sacred Sons is Sacred Sons, S-O-N-S. And yeah, go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to be uploading more frequently now. You can find me at youtube.com forward slash Brown. And yeah, I just want to say a huge thank you. I'm feeling so much gratitude right now for everybody that's listening to this podcast, especially if you've made it all the way to the end. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, And if you do enjoy this podcast, um, feel free to give us some feedback by reviewing it. That's definitely something that can help me um, help this podcast reach more people is by giving us a nice review. And yeah, I think that's about it. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude right now. Um, I hope your journey is going really well. And from my soul to yours, um, blessings and peace, my brothers and sisters. I love you.